to today's uh, episode of uh, Clear Tai Chi Podcast, and um, I'm Richard Clear, your host, and you probably know that already, and then with me sitting here is Matt, he's a regional organizer for uh, Parable, out just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee area. Hi. Hello. Hi. And uh, we've got with us Art Don. Actually, before, before we say Art, we have a new regional organizer, and that's Sheila Bell, and we want to say welcome to Sheila, and she's in Costa Rica. And are they split up into divisions, or is it pretty much the whole country's like one little location? I'll let you speak to that. Thank welcome. you. Um, thank you very much. Um, so Costa Rica has seven different provinces, but the entire country has about um, less than five million people. And it's about the size of West Virginia. So you can take it as a, like a small state. Um, I actually live in the Northern Pacific region, which is called Guanacaste, but that's- Would that be almost <laughs> the size of Florida or not quite? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Half the size of Florida? Much smaller. Much smaller. So like South Florida? Like West Virginia. <laughs> that's the best. I don't know yeah. anything about West Virginia, unfortunately. It's tiny. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, so maybe East Tennessee, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it could be about East Tennessee. Cool. Okay. Um, thank you. The uh, thank you. Art, Art Don, uh, and he's in the Virginia? Maryland. Maryland. Maryland, <laughs> outside of Washington, D.C. Oh, Hi, everyone. The uh, Greg Nomeyer in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti, Michigan. Is that right? Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm impressed. Hey, guys. <laughs> I say it enough times, eventually somewhere in the head it kind of sticks. The uh, Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello. All right. Jim Kelly uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. Good morning, good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> Chris Walsh in, in Maine. I'm going to let you tell them what parts. Yep, I'm in Hollowell, Maine, just outside of uh, Augusta. Hollowell, outside of Augusta. And then Daniel uh, Stringer in Paisley. And what are the other parts there? Uh, well, yeah, we're in Paisley, but DeLand is the closest next town over. DeLand and that area in, uh, in Florida. And that's like an out, uh, uh, about an hour away from Orlando. Welcome, welcome. All right. Um, today we're going to go into essential. Well, first we want to welcome Sheila, like I said, and then uh, for the next thing, essentials of daily Tai Chi practice for health. Um, and but first, a word from our sponsor. Uh, and so, for what we're going to talk about today, if you wanted to have more of a hookup on that, you're going to want to get the essential keys to internal power. That is internal power keys. Dot com or and uh, our 24-7 Qigong, clear 24-7 Qigong. If you don't have that, then that would, you'll find that very useful as well for the kind of thing I'm going to talk about because you're going to want to be doing this to the point where you're doing it towards 24-7 for what we're getting, getting ready to get into. All right. Um, so first of all, Jim uh, in Boca Raton, uh, he's He's a sheriff. Uh, sheriff, you're a sheriff, right? Sheriff's deputy, yeah. 
deputy. And because of his because of his job and the contact with the public like that, of course, he's got coronavirus. And um, so we've worked with him uh, through this meet through the medium of Zoom and that kind of thing on a long distance for some things for his health and help him to get through this. And, and of course, he's doing a lot of work on, on his own. And so we're going to talk about some of what you have to do with that. And this does work for other kinds of health problems and issues as well. And it's something that ideally, if you're really serious in the Tai Chi, you're kind of doing a whole bunch of the kind of things we're going to be talking about here on a very regular, daily, all day, off and on kind of thing, more on than off. Uh, kind of a basis and so we're going to talk about what those things are and how and, and what and why's and those kind of things and so um, You must make it essential to work your stuff Right, and so Matt um, had the coronavirus here. He's been over for I don't know, Six weeks or so um, Coming up on yeah coming up on uh, well, about six weeks and I'm gonna let him talk to you about what he had to do in order not to get the pneumonia and order from the corona and or and also just to be able to come through it okay um like that yeah well i i mean i i don't know you screw up this way a little bit yeah, you know, sure. you know, this now. i uh well you're the star you know but, uh but i don't know uh i don't know that i necessarily you know i can't swear that like this this was the thing that got me through it or anything like that but i did what I believed, you know, what I, I uh, what we had kind of discussed beforehand um, at, in this group, in this forum, um, as being one of the better things that was more likely to help with the coronavirus, which was the embryonic breathing, um, the whole body embryonic breathing. And, uh, and we had talked about that like the week before I became symptomatic. Um, and so uh, I started doing that pretty much right away and I got it to the point where it was very routine where if I wasn't doing anything else, I was focused on that. I was really paying attention to that and making sure that I was doing that. Like there was some part of my mind that was occupied in the, like, are you still whole body breathing? You better still be whole body breathing. Um, and so what I found was that even though I had respiratory symptoms of it very early, um, whereas I know others, uh, the respiratory stuff came came later. Uh, mine came much earlier, but um, but it, it stayed. It like it got to a certain level quickly, but then I was able to keep it there. And uh, because of the pulse oximeter that I had, I could tell that my oxygen levels were good and were staying good. Um, they only dropped down below ninety five for one day, but then like went by, and went my baseline. Um, but I would check it first. At like kind of in the morning or you know whenever I whenever I was kind of starting my routine and then I would get a baseline and then I would start doing the embryonic breathing and see how it came up um, and then I would and then you know I would continue from there and so even on the day when I checked my uh, my O2 like before I kind of began the session and it was at a 93 when I started the embryonic breathing it came up to 98 um, and then even when I sort of gave it a, a little bit of a rest where I wasn't, where I wasn't not embryonic breathing, but I wasn't so focused on embryonic breathing and I kind of checked in later, it was still like 96, it was still above 95. Um, it never got down below that again for the rest of that day. 
And that was the only day where my O2 got below 95 at all during the whole time. Um, and so I never had a CPAP or anything like that, um, but I never really needed one. I just, I had the embryonic breathing and I was doing that and really focused on getting that good movement at all the way through um, and making sure that I was regularly coughing, which, you know, anybody who talks to me at all during that time knows I was regularly coughing. Um, and I still actually have a little bit of a lingering cough from it that I'm going to have to get checked out probably. But Dave, um, everything I've seen in the media on this says that once, when you have the lung thing, it lasts for like a lot of people that are saying it will go through the rest of their lives mm. with, uh, with a reduced capacity. That's super encouraging. Um, I'm sorry. I'm saying that's what the media is saying. I think that with what we do, I don't think you're all through it for the rest of your life. But obviously, if it's affecting people to that degree, it now means you've got it. All. You know, it's going to take a lot of some time and, and a lot of work to get it back. Jim, when you were talking to me the other day, I, I didn't know what it was you were saying to me. I'll bet embryonic was what you were trying to say. So I think embryonic, you know, em embryonic. And so that's why I didn't know what you were saying because it was a different word. But anyways, I, I normally, and I would have maybe figured that out from what you were telling me, but I don't normally think of it as embryonic breathing. I normally think of it as whole body breathing. And so as soon as you, like if you came up and you were really said embryonic, I'd be like, okay, I know what you're getting at. If you said to me something else where it was close to embryonic, I might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I wouldn't guess it. But if you say whole body breathing, I'm going to know what you're talking about right now. So, so just for just for a note for anybody that's going to be asking me about any of this. Ask me about whole body breathing. I'll know what you're asking. Okay. Um, all right. Good. Yeah, well, so, I mean, that, so that's basically it. But the point is that I really was trying to make sure that I was doing, like, I, first of all, I saw the results of it. Like, it wasn't just guessing or shooting in the dark. I had the pulse oximeter. I could see it was making a difference. And so... Um, you know, from there on, it was just monitoring like how much of a difference in making sure that I was good, but I had the proof that it was working. And so once I had that and I knew like, yes, this is the thing that I need to be doing. I was just trying to make that my normal. Um, and so all the time, all the time. Yeah. And so I, when I wasn't doing anything else, I was really attentive to it. And then when I was doing other things, I mostly wasn't paying attention to it, but I was still doing it because I had trained in the habit. Um, you know, so by, by paying so much diligent attention to that process. Um, and so then it just, you know, it becomes like, like you said, something that you're doing 24 seven, you know, at some point you sort of wake up doing it. Um, and you're just kind of doing it all the time. And it's weird when you're not. He did tell me that at some point, I don't remember if it was while you were doing it or after you came after, you know, you were, you were well and coming back that he tried out other kinds of breathing methods, looking at the, um, so go ahead. Yeah. And get that. Well, yeah. Well, so, so I did, I, I used other, other breathing methods, um, that we have, um, and just saw what it did to O2 levels and pulse rate. Um, because those, you know, those are the two things that we monitored by the device. Um, and so it was just interesting how the different breathing techniques that we use, can really be like rapidly used to adjust those factors um, and what's happening. And one of the things that I thought was particularly interesting for those who have the hen and ah, um, I was able to use that in a way where what happened at first when I did it was it sucked the O2 out of me. It like depleted 
my oxygen levels. And then I realized, well, yeah, because I'm kind of focused on the hop, but if I focus on the hen, what happens? And then I was able to bring them back up. And so you can actually use the hen and ha to go both ways and tune it to that, like, that point where you kind of need it for, you know, for combat and not, not being so hyper-oxygenated that you're lightheaded, but not being, you know, dizzy from lack of oxygen. Um, but you have to be able to modulate the head and the eye and balance them to do it. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. And what he said was at, at the time or, or after I saw him was that the, that the whole body breathing was the one that had the best overall result where the oxygen, where he got the most oxygen and the better heart rate and all that stuff compared to everything else he tried, <clears throat> that's the one that really had the better result across the board. Yeah. So he was able to test all that out for real what was going on. There were other Jim, things. you were on mute um, if you were talking to us. We were still on mute. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I just wanted to say, too, that uh, that was part of the thing that I tried to explain with the hen-ha breathing. The, the vibration... I found was really let me know that the parts of my lungs that weren't working or, you know, so that, that I think that did work hand in hand a little bit with, uh, with some of the deeper cycle breathing was the, the vibration aspect of it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one, the, what I will say is there were other breathing methods that got the O2 up okay, um, but they also tended to bring the heart rate up a little bit. And so the embryonic breathing was the nice, better, sort of more tranquil, healthy healing, you know, getting better kind of uh, high oxygen but low heart rate. One. And I have used this to help folks who have asthma to really and with really great results for the folks that have had that where I've had people where they really got a lot of difference. Um, and also um, people who've had physical aches and pains that they can whole body breathe fully and thoroughly and soft like that, the, the very calm, soft version that the embryonic breathing is doing uh, that's really helped with physical aches and pains in general from being sick and this kind of thing. So. Um, the, uh, I've got here, it's great for you in daily life for physical and mental health and handling fighting off illness. And it's extra important now during this time of coronavirus and, and, all, and COVID-19 and all that. Um, all right, so one of the first things, whenever you're in a position to do it, like when you're sitting up or when you're standing, is to, is to do Zhang Ding, central alignment with excellent structure. And you want that so that you're properly connected and aligned without any breaks or gaps. And breaks and gaps are most commonly the result of either overextending, right, reaching too far in any whatever way. And this overextension can be mental as well as physical. Um, and just overreaching where you end up um, doing something that makes it unconnected and you wouldn't think it was unconnected while well, you feel the connection to the reach but then there are gaps breaks structural issues for different kinds of reasons that come into play and so your goal is to stay very centered and connected even though you're still being very soft um the uh and i've got here breaks and gaps are also commonly because <clears throat> of not testing the posture against some stresses. And stresses could be lifting or pushing or resistance or weight, and it doesn't have to be a lot of weight. 
but it needs to be enough weight that if there's a break, you're not moving the thing or pulling the thing. And that way you get some internal and immediate physical feedback um, and to see that you really are connected and aligned and together so that you're able to exert maximum power with minimum effort. The uh, no tensions, um, and, and that's one of the more important aspects of it. And the tensions can be due to the physical misalignment of any kind through you. It can be due to poor or shallow breathing will cause tension and it'll introduce it into your musculature and into your system. Um, and mental tension will can also then translate directly into physical tension. And so you're trying to use good Zhongding and really good central alignment and some relaxation, which I'll talk more about here in a minute, um, to, uh, to affect that. And with the Sung, which is that relaxation, it's relaxation with structure at the same time. And I tend to think of it like an ice cream cone. You know, if I'm holding an ice cream cone and the ice cream's melting on the top and it's equally pouring down through, there's a structure there that makes the ice cream cone shape, but yet there's the melting of the ice cream coming down equally on all sides. And, and, and even, even when for what you're feeling as a person doing this is even inside everywhere. And so you feel it's like pouring downward, right? And structure, the melting and pouring downwards equally everywhere and how to use your breath to get it started which is you breathe in and fill up. Make sure you keep your structure, fill up, fill up, fill up, and then uh, release and breathe and let it all pour downward and breathe out, soft. Like that, and you want it to go down into the ground so that, it's, so that you're actually rooting, which we'll be talking about. All right. Um, <clears throat> And I've got here now, a word, again, a word from our sponsor. If you want to know more about these things and how they're done and have physical examples and all that, Essential Keys to Internal Power has this material and other things on it. And you're going to want to get that at internalpowerkeys.com. And if you want to know more about, well, how do I maintain that throughout the day, ongoing, longer term, that's going to be more than 24, 24-7. All right. Whole body breathing, which we've been talking about. It's an oxygen exchange into and out of every part of your body. And when you, when you first are working with somebody or somebody's new to this, and you're, wait a minute, you're telling me to breathe in and out with every body part, my hand, my, my legs, my feet, my, but, my, but my lungs are here. You know, so how does that go from being just in my chest of how am I supposed to breathe all over my body? And the answer to this is that every cell in your body has to have oxygen in and exchange in and out, and it can't go more than about five minutes without it, or that part dies. Well, the cells in my hands are alive, the cells in my feet are alive, and the oxygen is being brought initially into the lungs, and then it goes into the bloodstream and it circulates through so that it can, and it does it within that, that quickly on its own. You're not trying to do anything fast to get it to happen. It's just naturally getting everywhere like that, as long as your circulation system is working. Um, and it goes into and out of every part. And you, by doing your breathing where you're focused on the idea that it breathes in and out everywhere, you're helping to enhance that in a very soft, gentle, but very productive way. And so everything moving and circulating, no stagnation is extremely important. It's things, when things start to stagnate or get blocked up and that air exchange through you everywhere isn't happening or it's being impeded 
that is the beginning of, the, of illness and disease and all that stuff. Most, most illness and disease starts like that. There are other things that can cause it, but that's usually the beginning. And then when you start talking about things like a virus, well, it gets in there and it's the thing blocking those exchanges, right? And so you want to be able to keep those open and working. Is there anything anybody wanted to add to that? Or? I, I, yeah, I'll bet and point it back to them and I'll, and I'll you know, let anybody else jump in too, but I just wanted to add that while I was doing the whole body breathing, um, you know, when I was not doing other kinds of training, I was doing whole body breathing, but uh, when I, what I was specifically working on for body quality during my illness was a lot of wave because what I found is it really calls out anywhere that you are stagnant um, and, it, and it really kind of helps you move through it and, and feel the difference between not moving and moving and really kind of get that. And so then when you, when you then aren't doing any other kinds of training, when you're doing the whole body breathing, it's it's really getting everywhere and you can feel it getting everywhere because you are you're already moving right everywhere um and so i found that those two things went really well together and i just kind of naturally wanted to do a lot of wave stuff um partly to fight the 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 tendency to it when you know when you're achy it wants to seize up and so just to loosen up and and move those aches and get them out um, you know, the wave really helped to do that, but then, uh, it, I found it really critical to then doing the whole body breathing properly and getting that in everywhere also, um, because otherwise stuff gets stagnant, like they just said. One of our videos is the wave to internal power. It's different than the essential keys, um, but it's, if you're, if you want to have better wave dynamics, both externally and then, of course, internally. That's, that's the video for that. And I'm not trying to so much promote the video as much as you go, well, how do I do waving? Uh, it's a two or three videos set. I've got quite a bit of information about that uh, from, like I say, very overt to very um, not, you know, very subtle. Um, and how to use it in, for in self-defense ways and how to use it internally and all that. Anyways, and yeah, okay, anybody else? Well, um, when, when I work with people and introduce the concept of whole body breathing um, and to try to help with the, the thought process involved or to visualize, I um, give the analogy of blowing up a balloon. And if you feel that your body is the balloon and you inhale, you feel the air coming into you and expanding. So, um, you just think of it that way, and that sort of helps people to get the idea of the air going in and all the way through and can help with, for example, relaxation and, and connection. And um, people said they, they found that a helpful analogy. It's funny because for Jim, for practicing his Tai Chi set while this is going on, the one that I really told him to do was to work on yeah, so what I told Jim was that when you do a move, like let's say your first move and you're rising up and all that, you expand when you come back in, then you contract. When you go <clears throat> out into your wild horse, into the full end of the movement, you should be very expanded everywhere. This is head to toe as well. You have to be dropped a little bit so that you can also expand in the legs, the whole thing. And then when you come back in, the move where, the, where you're in the movement, before you go into the next one, that's all contract again. So it's expanding and contracting and working. 
thing, much like the Wudong energy ball um, was done properly as well. But, yeah, cool. Any, uh, just, just to throw something in there, and, and, and it's one of the greatest teachings with the Tai Chi, to constantly remember, you know, to, to do that expanding. And, and uh, I, I found, you know, I fell subject to the body's instinct is to start conserving or to start preserving itself. And it, it, I actually felt myself closing down and, and going into that hibernation mode or the sick mode or limp mode or whatever it is. I'm going to be talking about that a bit. Okay. All right. Then. What's yeah. going on. And, it, and then there is what you're talking about, which is the protecting issue like that. And so that's a thing, but then there's some other, something else going on with that specifically with this disease and other ones that are more serious like this too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so three dancing linear is a really good way to help to work on that zongding and that alignment. Um, and it really helps you to get that connection and centering and that kind of thing. And it's connecting them. I've got how to do that in my book and on the video for the book, we're talking about it as well and, and explaining it and showing it, but the books where I'm really writing about it. So you can kind of get the idea of what not kind of, it really is telling you how to do it in some detail. All right. Rooting and grounding, and you're, when you do the, ground, the rooting, you can really feel that you're able to get a much deeper breath throughout your whole body. And it helps your mind, the E, to actually expand bigger into the space, as well as down into the root, because since you're feeling that and sensing that, your mind will expand to that. And it helps reduce the tension and pain. And I know, Jim, we did that with you the other day on the rooting, and you really feel the difference in how it eased off the, the, some of the difficulty in the body and allowed you to fill up more with the air. I'll let you speak to that. Yes, yes, definitely felt that. Cool. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsor. In the year 2020, right now, boosting immunity is on everyone's mind. Many scientific studies show that Tai Chi boosts immunity and helps prevent infection from viruses. On TaiChiForImmunity.com, I created a course that teaches the internal principles to make it work. This is the complete what, why, and how to turn your favorite Tai Chi form into an immune-boosting powerhouse. It also includes practices to help ease symptoms for the rare times when you do get sick. Tai Chi can help you live a longer and healthier life, and you don't need a special form to do it. The immune-boosting benefits of Tai Chi come from the correct expression and utilization of internal power. In Tai Chi for boosting the immune system, I teach you everything you need to know to get the benefits for yourself. Again, that course is available on TaiChiForImmunity.com. That's TaiChiForImmunity.com. So I've got here, um, however, this is physical work and must be built. You can't Ideally, like for dropping root, you're not going to wait until, oh, okay, I'm sick, I need rooting, let's do rooting now. It's, it's, you better have worked on rooting and have rooting skill prior to trying to use it to really help yourself when you're sick like that. It's, if you're trying to get it new, then I would say, I'm not saying you can't get it, I'm just saying it's going to be really tough. But if you've got some rooting skill, then you have it, you need it now with the situation, and you, you can then, you know, use it 
like that. That's what you're gonna want. Don't wait until don't wait until it's too late. Yeah, like that was not the first time that I tried embryonic breathing. That was not the first time I did wave. That you know that I I had worked those things quite a bit beforehand, and uh, which is why I was able to use them to in my recovery. Yeah. I didn't start that training like the day I got sick. I, I had already done it. Yeah, and same with you. You were able to, with them. You were able to root because you're already done breathing training. And when I say that, I don't mean that there's an end to it, but you had done enough rooting training where you were able to do some rooting and not like, what, what is it happening with that kind of thing? That doesn't mean we can't help somebody who doesn't have these things to get some of that going on. But if you're like going to try to jump into all of it, it's just, it's really, you know, it's already work to do. And now you're, now you're sick and you're trying to do this work. I, you know, do the training while you're well, and then you'll be well longer, ideally. And you will, um, You'll have it to, to use, long story short. All right, um, the having connection, this, and so you wanna turn on your upward connection as well, and this will help to cause you to do the micro and, count and macro cosmic orbits, especially when you have the upper, the having connection and the, and the rooting connection, down, you know, the earth connection, and it helps you to better internally, physically open inside of that, inside of your vessel and to circulate. The energy because of the way that you're doing that and the heaven and the earth energy combined mixing makes human being energy and is what we're comprised of you know from birth the, the whole thing about um if i'm talking a christian standpoint that we're made from the clay or the dirt and that god breathed the life into us and so we're from both elements there the, the heaven and the earth mixed together in order to make a human being um, and then most cosmologies have some version, you know, most religions and, and things have a version of that um, that's still talking about is coming from those two things. All right. Um, and that doesn't mean there are some that are very different, but, but there's a lot of where that's what the basis is. All right. So you don't want any double-weighted error or spherically centered is what you want to be, and you don't want any overextension. Um, because if you do that, um, and that's my emphasis for you today is to not overextend. It's that you work from your center and then as you expand, you expand in every direction equally. So even when you're dropping root, at first you're really working on that and you're getting your mind in there. But then ideally, as you're doing the other things correctly, both being uh, structurally correct and sung, and you're dropping root, that energy actually expands outward equally in every direction. Um, and so you don't want to overextend in just in any one direction or overextend, right? And to expand, you want to move equally in all directions with two primary goals. <clears throat> the first one is bigger and bigger in terms of your work. And then also from an internal standpoint, being able to do it where that's going on, even though it's smaller and smaller. So that it's through and through in the whole thing. And then, like I said, every and bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller, every direction at the same time. And then the other one is at some point in development, this isn't in the beginning or even intermediate, it's kind of more advanced, but it's dissolving the center. And so think about it that if you expand enough equally and you keep expanding, there's a point there where the center, it's not that it's dissolved, dissolved, it's, it's dissolving and it's a continual process that way. Right. And this is really good for helping for your whole body system in the way that we've been talking about with everything else. When you overextend, it causes you to become weak. 
in the you know like like brittle if you will that there's not enough power there if you're trying to lift the heavy weight and you've got it close to your body use your whole body to it. reach your arm all the way out try to lift that same heavy weight you can't even get it up off the floor right um it causes gaps where there's just disconnection so then there's no you can't get like any power to the to what you're doing it causes imbalance that causes more tensions and gaps both structurally with your mind your connection to it and with your breathing anywhere that there is imbalance gaps or blocks is where sickness illness and health problems are, are going to be able to get in any questions and answers or comments about any of that anything you think might be useful to share Okay, well, you guys will still have the opportunity to weigh in here, so it's all good. All right, make it a habit to regularly do all of this at the same time. All the things we're talking about here, all happening at the same time. This is extra important to do if you're ill. Of course, again, you, you ideally will have done the training ahead of time. Fortunately, Jim has, so did Matt. Do it as softly, truly softly, but also as correctly and as much as you can. The coronavirus and other illnesses can affect your energy system and make it feel shut off and start closing it down. Serious illnesses work their way into your system. They start at the field that's directly around the outer surface of your body, your Wei Qi field. From there, it works its way into the meridian system field, which is just right underneath the skin itself throughout the system. And it can go deeper, but that's where it, uh, a lot of the body and the fascia are right there underneath the skin. It works its way from there deeper into the yin chi, which is the nutritive chi. Think about it as between the surface and the bone, but a little bit closer to the bone. That's where the yin chi tends to be. And think about like in your side, your core and that kind of thing. And then if it gets in that far and it's really trying to get you, then it works its way into your bone marrow, also known as And the more further in it is, the more serious and, and, and potentially deadly that so it is. Can you please repeat yourself? You froze for a moment while well, as you were just back up a couple sentences about. By the way, we're going to buy a different cable for that. So okay. that we got because it, it is, you notice he's adjusted cable, bang, we're back. We missed the part about it going into the bone marrow. Yeah. There. So, so I, you, you tell me where you missed me at. Um, so the Wei Qi, Meridian Qi, Ying Qi, bone marrow, and that the worse it is, the more serious it is, the more chronic it is, the, the, the harsher the disease the more it's working its way in and the further in it gets, the worse it is for you. And if it's going to kill you, it's because it got all the way in there like that. Like when it's, when it's turning into pneumonia at that point, it's really crossing into Ying Chi. And if it's where it's blocked it up and made it like solid, then it's got to the point where now it's into the bone marrow. Okay. Right. You, you got all that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. No, thank you. Um, the deeper in it gets, the worse it is. Um, by doing proper Tai Chi practices in the 24-7 Qigong, you make it a lot harder for that illness to get in and stick in you like that. And it helps you circulate bad stuff out and good stuff in. And then one of the part of the training here, and part of like dissolving the center, is to be able to take when you get an illness like that, isolate it by feel inside your body and being able to relax and get that to dissolve out so that it goes back out of the layers and out. Like, so when you're doing our bone marrow washing method, you're learning how to take good stuff and process it from the outside of your field, having an earth energy, and bring it in and take it so that it goes all the way to bone marrow. 
but then you're going to be able to isolate like negative bad things and then be able to process it out the same way but that's going to that's a more advanced training just because of what how how deep in the system you're working in that and the way you're working and that kind of a thing but it's what you're after with it uh, in terms of at least one major thing that you're after with it in terms of the health stuff so any questions comments anything on that well, actually, Cecil, um, as far as, the, you know, we've been, a lot, some of us been doing bone marrow washing for a while. Where along the process or in um, progress does the sending the bad, um, the badness out from the marrow out? Well, so the first thing you got to be able to do is, I know you guys can feel weight, everybody that's here on this call, right, for you guys that are, that are regional organizers, you've had the training. I know you can feel Wei Qi and you can actually feel different things in Wei Qi, including knowing, like you can feel the difference between arthritis and uh, a cold and, and various kinds of aches and pains and a whole bunch of other things, including cancers if you've had enough opportunity to feel it in the Wei Qi field. And you're used to being able to feel your own Wei Qi field as well with the energy ball, with the Wudong energy practices like that and with the electrical energy practice in your in your tai chi clear tai chi basic skills right and so um your meridian chi you're doing some things that are working on that when you're going on your going through your form ideally you can feel the energy circulation through the meridian chi in the body and if not there's a body of work there and that does tie in back into the electrical energy again because that will take you from wei chi to being able to feel it at the meridian chi level. Your yin chi is the one that I found that, that then anytime you're doing like whole body breathing and you're feeling stuff inside, but it's not at bone marrow level, but you're actually able to feel and distinguish things and, and to understand and to isolate and to process and all of that. But you have to be able to get where you're good at that. And then with your bone marrow washing, it's not just that you're breathing through and getting it to wave through your bone marrow but then that you can start really feeling your bone marrow and what we're doing with push hands, being able to feel somebody else and feel their Wei Qi, their Meridian Qi, their Yang Qi, the Nutritive Qi, and the, and the bone marrow and actually be able to get inside their bone marrow and being able to make adjustments to all that and then also being able to use it um, from like a push hands towards martial kind of a practice. And then as you get better and better and better at doing that, it's also being able to feel each one individually being able to feel them all together, being able to manipulate that energy in yourself in different kinds of ways, and then in the other person. And now, if you've got that going on, we're starting to get to the point where you would be able to do what you're asking about. But it takes, that's why I said it's advanced, because it takes all of that to really be able to do that. And the most acupuncturists, if they're, if they're studied and really on their game, they're familiar with these, but the way that I'm talking to you about working with it, ask the average acupuncturist, they'd be like, ooh, that's advanced. That's like the high level stuff. So, and I'm not telling you that like it's off limits to you. I'm telling you that like if somebody came in first day, didn't know anything, and you go, okay, I want to be able to move my energy between the four layers. Okay, I hope you got a couple years because we're going to have to teach you a whole lot and get you doing things in order to do that. And so it's very doable, but it also is, is not a beginner thing. It's a, you're going to have to have the kind of training I'm talking about. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I will uh, just add that the physical symptoms that I just that I found I had with the coronavirus match perfectly the process, the energetic process that Sifu was just describing is the aches 
were the, the aches associated with it were trying to work their way in. Like they went to a muscular level and then to like a joint level and like they were they were really trying to work their way in and the work that I had to do was to loosen that back up and not let tension set in because as those aches set in and as they work their way deeper, that tension locks in as, as kind of a natural and then it gives that more purchase. Um, it gives, you know, everything like more tug. And so it gets worse and worse and worse. And so, um, you know, the, the natural response being to tense up, what the work really is, is to loosen it back up in order to get it back out. When you tense up and you, and you withdraw in, you're taking the thing that's going in there and you're pulling it in and you're grabbing a hold of it and holding onto it. That's right. Which is, which can be deadly. Okay. And so by dissolving center, you're learning how to, you're not so much letting go of your stop. It's not that. It's that you're releasing so that you're soft and pliable. Your energy is still like magnetized to you, but you're actually working on being able to distinguish that. And then you're not holding on to that bad illness and uh, uh, sickness, that kind of a thing. And you're getting that to process back out and being open enough in the right kind of ways. I'm trying to put good words to this for you so that it goes out. So dissolving the center would be, if you're, if you're out of place where you've got most of what I described there going on, or ideally all of it, but, but even a fair amount of it, dissolving the center would be the next thing that you'd want to be taking a look at that we've got on, uh, put it on video, and I've done workshops on it. Um, it's time to start looking at that. Don't try to look at that so much when you're sick. Then you just need to be as relaxed and aligned and whole body breathing in the opening and closing because that's going to help you to work that so that you can try to get that to go out and not seize you in the center like that. Well, and so the respiratory symptoms were the same. It's they, they're really, they start kind of surface level, but as they progress and they get worse, they work their way in more and they seize up more and you're, you're, you start losing deeper lung function um, as that locks up. And then the work that you have to do is to unlock that and open it back up and release and expel um, you know those blocks uh, and it's a very physical sort of thing on one in one sense but it's all operating in that you know pulling in locking up kind of energetic way that Sifu was describing it very much like all of it really mimics that and so I guess my that was my experience of it and my question to you is like Jim and I have talked a lot from our experience about coronavirus but what I would ask the other folks on the call is not just for coronavirus, but other things that you've seen that are sort of severe like that, do you find that they also tend to imitate that in some way where that, where that, that, where the symptomology kind of matches up with the energetic process that we're describing? Here? Anyone? Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, I had the flu that could heal you. Um, and, or maybe that was last year. I don't know, but, it was something where I felt it moving from the muscles inward. Yeah, moving um, inward. Yeah. And I found myself doing almost exactly what Matt did, which was like <clears throat> at some point it was like only so much consciousness I had and I was directing all of it to breathing and how far was the breath going in me. Um, and full. You know, yeah, and full. And it took me um, a little bit to get over that and then a little while to get stronger again, um, sure. you know. I did, I would say on something earlier, when we were talking about with the working the root with this, that there's also a limit of your depth that you want to go to. 
you know, so connect to you're just trying to get it sick. And past the body so that your whole body, then right. because your mind is further than that, your mind will, will track when you drop root, your E will go that way also. And so if your E is shorter in your body, the energy is not going to want to go into the whole body. It's only going to want to go where your mind is. So if your mind has really come in. Anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, there's a warning if you can, you know, root down really deeply when you're sick. Yeah, no, it's down super deep <laughs> so that your whole body gets covered. Yeah. Are we good? Can you hear us okay? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say if you have emotional things going on. Oh. Yes. You're you're on uh, mute there. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. My, my, I have to go to work alarm went off uh, right as I started speaking. But I, um, I would say the same thing is probably true if you've got emotional things going on or hard things in life that, you know, they start as an external thing and then you end up dwelling on them in your mind and then they kind of push into your emotions and then you see physical effects because of that and uh, you know, not processing through the hurt or what you're dealing with kind of have... Uh, big consequences in your physical body and your, and your overall health. And so I would say it probably works the same way with most things. I, I also found, uh, you know, like you mentioned in the very beginning that uh, before I was physically aware that I was getting sick, I guess the weight you feel, I, I felt something was going on uh, with my body and then you know, as you said, it progressed, you know, and then I started showing signs of the racking cough and, and, uh, as it worked deeper and deeper, you know, I, it got to the point where when I got hit with the fever and the shakes and all of that, it was, it was down deep, uh, you know, within the, within the body. So, but I, I, I do think that as, as practitioners with the Tai Chi, I think we're more conscious and we need to pay more attention to our own bodies when, when something starts to yep. try to address it or to look at it. At least once a day, usually several times, multiple times throughout the day, not where I'm doing this all the time and, and even put any real length of time to it, but I just will do something where I'm feeling that and okay, that's what it feels like. If I do that, and it feels funky. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'll stand and start going through the process and it continues to feel funky. So I can, so I catch things that are starting to come on very, very, very early. And I've been able to spend a lot of times where a lot of people around me have gotten ill and I don't get it. And when I, and then if somebody asks me, I'm like, Oh, I got it. And they're like, what? You look fine. You're, you know, you're talking fine. You're not having any of those symptoms. It's like, well, my version of having it was like what you got in the first, you know, hour or two the first day before it really kind of kicked on it's just that i caught it so early that way that that i immediately took that action and it didn't continue to progress into the rest of what you experienced and that doesn't mean i don't get sick from time to time but it is a lot less than than like most people uh, people the other people that that, uh, that i interact with regularly something will come through and they'll have it be down with it. And I'm, I have to pace myself and be careful and really do my practices. But it, it, I don't get sick most of the, the vast majority of the time. I don't get sick like the other folks. Well, and I would say, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I got to bounce. Well, yeah, I got to just say, I'll say before I go, because um, just to jump on what Steve was saying, I think one of the greatest gifts of Tai Chi uh, is Ting. You know, we always say Ting is a thing. And I think one of the things that's kept me more and more healthy 
other than just practicing Tai Chi, it's just knowing when I need sleep, when I need water, when I need food, and just being able to listen to my body tell me what it needs in that moment instead of, you know, being severely dehydrated or severely lack of sleep and having no idea what's going on. It's like, no, I just, I need to rest. I need food. I need uh, these things as general maintenance. And tai Chi is just that gift. I mean, Ting is the thing. And as we increase our awareness of our body, like Steve was saying, you can catch things much earlier, which is usually the better way to deal with things. And, uh, anyway, I love you guys. I got to go to work. Yep. Hey, Anybody else want to add anything else in today? All right, so and now a word from our sponsor. So if you want to know more about these kind of things and the specific practices and what you really need to essentially and ideally you're doing with this, then that would be the essential keys to internal power at internalpowerkeys.com. And if you want to know more about how to manage being able to do this throughout a day where it really it's in the background and you don't feel like you're Oh man, I feel like I'm having to practice all the time and, and all that, but it's just something that you're doing. It, it flows naturally through your day. It's fairly easy to do and just becomes part of how you naturally live life. And if you don't look strange because you're not doing things where people do a lot of it's internally being done, uh, that would be the clear 24 7 Qigong. And so if you have any questions, think please uh, put them in the comments where you've heard this or seen this and, and or send us um, email. And in one of the local areas, obviously, you can visit any of our regional organizers here or, or go and make arrangements and take some lessons from them. Uh, and get this going on even better. We've got it online as well. Um, and thanks for watching. Thanks for participating, guys. Great seeing you all again today. And look forward to talking to you throughout the next week here. And, and uh, more next time. Thank you, Sifu. Right. You're well. Thank you, Sifu. Excellent discussion. Thanks, everybody. If any of you want to communicate any further, just stay on once we turn off the thing here, and then we'll, we'll talk to And now, a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible. And it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.